0: So what is really behind this massive global urge to, to vaccinate every human being in the world and, and even some zoo animals? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Just when you think all the stories can't get any more bizarre, I look at some of the stories over the past, maybe a month, maybe a little longer, that have kind of crept through. Now, last week, of course, the, the Food and Death Administration decided it's a good idea to vaccinate little children, 5 to 11, with an experimental vaccine where we have no clue, zero clue, none at all, of what the long-term health effect may be. If anybody is citing the idea that we have a, an approved vaccine for children, there is none. There's zero. There's none. Uh, the, the fake FDA approvals for a vaccine that's not available in the United States. I mean, I love it when people say, I got to go out and get that Pfizer shot now because, hey, it's it's FDA approved. The FDA bamfoozled you. They pulled a fast one. It's a bait and switch. You got lied to. Comorbidity is what they approved. Unfortunately, you can't get comorbidity. Well, actually, maybe it is fortunate you don't. Cuz once again, it's identically the same they claim as the emergency use authorization vaccine, but here, but here's the difference between the two. If you in order to keep your job to go to the college or university of your choice, not that there are a whole lot of them left that are any good that are not woke institutions of stupidity. But, hey, there was a time they were very good institutions. But I'm saying, if you are coerced into taking this vaccine to stay employed by the city of New York or some other city that has got one of these unreasonable, unconstitutional mandates out there to take an experimental vaccine, which is not a vaccine. I mean, let's be brutally honest about this. These are experimental They're under emergency use authorization, which means that if you uh, decide to feel you have to take this to keep your job, and suddenly you have, maybe this year, maybe next, a health issue that they discover is related to this vaccine, there is nobody you can sue. You're on your own. All the health care costs are on you. All the loss of income is your problem to deal with. The fact you may lose your life is also a problem you and your family will have to deal with because there is no liability for any of the manufacturers of these emergency use authorized vaccines. Zero. None. So if you want to falsely believe that, well, the Pfizer has been approved by the FDA, Pfizer approved and see this, I knew this. We said it on the program when, way back when they pulled this, this idiotic stunt. Well, actually, it's a genius stunt. They were geniuses. They fooled the American people. And the stupid American media ate it up, didn't challenge it, never asked any questions, just had their little smiley faces and shiny teeth going, Oh, look, we have an approved vaccine for COVID-19. Everybody rush out and get yours today. It was a bait and switch. You can't get it. The one they allegedly approved. And then they hid some of the documentation. It was hard to find. To figure out that, wait a minute. We just bamfoozled the entire United States. I remember listening to the press conference. And I shared some of the highlights with you from that conference. Man, they did not want to take a whole lot of questions. They had very carefully staged questions. And then as soon as a real question started to come out, hey, folks, we've got to run. Thank you. See you again. Do it again, maybe, for the Moderna vaccine one day. You got lied to. So what is this death wish? And that's what I'm beginning to call it. What is this death wish? to vaccinate every human being on the planet. Listen, Cincinnati Zoo, St. Louis, one up in Michigan, (laughs) they're vaccinating animals with this stuff. Maybe these are the animal trials. For COVID-19. And I'm trying to think to myself, so they're they're giving this vaccine for people to, to zoo animals now? I guess they're this new super spreaders behind their in their cages? What's going on here? Why do we want to vaccinate little children? You know, I keep trying to, well, we we do know one thing. All of those on the board that recommended, most of those on the board that recommended that children be vaccinated have financial ties to Pfizer. Oh, you didn't know that. Yeah, they do. See, it turns out, that a number of the people that made that vote unanimously, and by the way, you notice how they bury these kind of votes on a Friday? You may not know this, but if you want to bury a news story, you know you have to do something about it. But if you want to bury a news story, run it on Friday. Run it on Friday late afternoon. A lot of people do not watch the news a lot of people go out to eat. They go shopping. They do something else on Friday. They 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 try to begin to break the routine and start their weekend on Friday. They don't want to talk about the news. If you ever watch some of the primetime news programs, that they pre-record theirs. They make sure the recordings are done well in advance. So if a news story drops late on a Friday, hopefully it will not be picked up at all over the weekend or with such a small audience. And other news stories will bump it out of the way by Monday because it's old news. So right after the vote was taken, there are a lot of people have noted that there are some direct conflicts of interest that clearly impacted the decision. You know, California, for example, has been chopping at the bit to inject this poison that's what I call it into kindergartners pending the federal authorization other states that are controlled by Satanists and leftists are trying to do the same thing assuming there's no major pushback but see the meeting showed that many members of the committee and of some of the temporary voting members of that committee I wonder why they're temporary how they got on there all have connections to Pfizer financial or they work for Pfizer. Members include the former vice president of Pfizer vaccines, a recent Pfizer consultant, a recent Pfizer research giant recipient, a man who mentored the current top Pfizer vaccine executive, a man who runs a center that gives out nothing but Pfizer vaccines, the chair of the Pfizer data group, And a guy who was proudly photographed taking a Pfizer vaccine and other people already on record is supporting vaccines for children, children that don't need them. And when you ask the question legitimately, I mean, they don't want to answer the question. When you ask a question, what is the benefit of giving a child the vaccine? What is the benefit? Is it going to save their life? They don't die of COVID-19. What very few children that ever died of COVID died of was diseases such as leukemia and similar. They didn't die of of COVID-19. They didn't die from getting a coronavirus. The FDA is a sick and obnoxious joke. Pathetic joke. A dangerous joke. It's an insulting joke. The Food and Death Administration is what they have now become. I want you to think. The following list I've got here. This is the advisory board committee. Okay? This is the FDA vaccine advisory board members. Acting chair, Arnold S. Monto paid as a Pfizer consultant up until about 2018 or 19. Steve Pergam received the Pfizer vaccine and was featured getting and and promoting it in Seattle. A committee member, um, Anna Chatterjee, worked on a research project involving vaccine for infants that took place up until 2020, sponsored by Pfizer. Myron Levine mentored many U.S. postdoctorate fellows. His protege is Raphael Simon. Pfizer's Senior Director of Vaccine Research. It just goes on and on. All these people have got their connections to Pfizer. Gita Swami chairs the Independent Data Monitoring Committee, independent, yeah, right, for the Pfizer group, Uh, the streptococcus vaccine program sponsored by Pfizer. (laughs) And he was also listed by Duke University as a co-investigator for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine trial. In other words, they have their fingers in the whole process. They're approving their own work. They're approving their own paycheck. Greg Sylvester used to work as vice president. He's on this committee. At Pfizer, where he launched numerous vaccines for the company. In other words, it, it, it's it's the wolves guarding the henhouse. Period. This process, you know, the entire tainted process for the Pfizer approval before. As I said, comorbidity doesn't exist in the United States. You can't get it. See, if you could get it. And you did have a heart issue, or maybe it killed you. At least your family could sue. But no, you go in there thinking you're getting the Pfizer vaccine and you're signing your life and your rights away before they stick that needle in your arm. If we know a couple of, here's a couple of things we know right now. Number one, we know that children are not at any legitimate risk from COVID-19 or the coronavirus, even the Delta variant. They are really not at risk. These things, about 90% efficacy are just meaningless numbers because when you have virtually nobody getting it, how can you have a statistical number that makes any sense that you don't? These numbers are just garbage, but they throw them around to, to convince you otherwise. They, they ply on your lack of knowledge If it wasn't for people that watch CNN, you know, there might be people asking some questions or if you let your brain rot from watching MSNBC or reading the Washington Compost or the New York Slimes, for example, we've got issues here. And nobody wants to answer questions, but we do know something else that is, you know. So we know that children, you're not protecting your child or grandchild's life by giving them, or great grandchild, if that may be the case, you're not protecting them from getting and dying of COVID. When they do get it, the symptoms are very mild, they get past it really quick. So I guess the other argument is that. Well, maybe the children of the super spreader. So we got to get them vaccinated so they don't spread the virus to to their vulnerable and ready-to-die teachers. You know, the face mask we know doesn't work, though we make you wear one. To be sheeple. To be fools. To be shamed. To be silenced. To lose your identity. Now, what we have... People thinking that these children are just killers. Well, if you're a teacher and you think that child is going to kill you with coronavirus, get out of teaching. Resign tomorrow. Plenty of other opportunities out there for gender studies, I'm sure, some other stupid degree that many of these people think are wonderful to go in debt for. If you don't like it, get out of teaching. It's not your job to demand a child take an experimental vaccine that may kill them ruin their immune system and shorten their life just to make you happy. You're not a teacher. You're a pervert. You're sick. You don't need to be teaching. Get out of the business. We don't need you. There's enough wokeism. We see it up in Loudoun County, Virginia all the time. Critical race theory, masking, all this stuff that the Satanist And the Moloch worshipers want. It's what they're pushing. And that's, I'm going to call it for what it is. I've had enough of being nice. There are a lot of things we need to chase after. A lot of things we don't need to waste our time on. But there's something about this vaccination program that just smacks of evil. And it's certainly not for saving human lives. A story came out. They're beginning to discover something. So this ought to negate any need for having a child vaccinated. Do you know that vaccinated people and unvaccinated people have an equal chance of spreading the virus to other people? Did you know that? See, we now know the vaccine does not stop the spread. It doesn't make stop you from being a super spreader. In fact... Many vaccinated are really the ones that are driving the virus today, not the unvaccinated. It was an out-and-out lie by the liar-in-chief, the reprobate Biden, who pretends he's the president of the United States from a stolen election. The reprobate Biden says it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, here's how they can pull off that number. Doing a little bit of research and reading, we've heard it before. We actually have some of the Zoom video that got out. If you go to the hospital in many parts of the country today, first question, are you vaccinated? Yes. Okay, then you can't have corona. So they treat you for whatever ails you. you come in, are you vaccinated? No. Oh, you, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to give you a cycle threshold test around 40. Then you're definitely going to have uh, COVID and be in the ward. We're going to put you then in the COVID ward. But, but I'm here for a sprained ankle or a broken, broken leg. Doesn't matter. You're now one of our COVID patients. See how the game is played? Whatever you die of had to be COVID because you were listed in the COVID ward. That's how the game is manipulated. By the way, Florida, where we are residents, was condemned so mightily by the MSNBC, CNN, bankrupt crowd, You're going to kill everybody with your policies of not locking down and making people wear a mask. And so what's happened? Florida has the lowest infection rate of any of the 50 states, period. 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 Lowest of any of them. Period. We're down here in Florida this week. We've been down here for a few weeks and we had to go out. Like I say, a wedding over the weekend, a close friend in town who I hope to be talking to and have as a guest on this program, perhaps on Thursday. He's got a story to share, and it's one you have got to hear. This this all ties in with what we're talking about today. So we have the, the death wish of vaccinating little children. Put them on the altar of expediency. You know, Moloch demanded the death of infants. I don't I don't think Moloch's policies have changed in that time. So they want to vaccinate kids. So they dump that story out on a Friday. So it's not a big story to get you all upset. You know, you don't want to interfere with college football and anything else on the weekend. So they hope that it kind of just fades away and nobody really paid attention FDA advisory committee members in the past have been frequently the target of a lot of politicking for whatever drug that's being considered. That's a fact. That process has been altered by the fact that during COVID-19, the meetings are being held virtually, but there's still a lot of behind-the-scenes pressuring going on. There's just no doubt about that. I, I can't see any other way. You know, for 20 months... There's been this kind of a blind ideology in the mainstream media, and especially since the election last year. And it's been cranking up. Then we got into the spring, and all of a sudden, these mandates... You know, everybody said... I can remember back last year, we talked a little bit about when the vaccines were first announced in middle November. Guests on this program said... You watch. Eventually, they're going to want you to have proof that you've been vaccinated in order to travel or do anything. And people laughed. (laughs) That's not going to happen. Come on. This, this, This is America, friend. You're not going to be made to get a vaccine. They can't make you take this stuff. Well, you might be right. They can't make you take it, but they can compel you to take it by taking away your job. And a lot of people are losing their job. They can't go to the college, as I said earlier, of their choice, though many of the colleges that demand you take it are probably not worth you going to. I can think of a lot of other better and finer colleges than some of those big names that used to be worth something. You know, Harvard, Princeton, Yale all have one thing in common they were founded as theological schools a long time ago. They have spit on those roots, they have blasphemed God. What they teach, what they stand for is an abomination against the scripture. And no Christian should be involved with such a sewer of an education. What you know? Why do you want to go to the College of Satan if you believe in Jesus Christ? There are plenty of small Christian colleges where you both can get a good education. I mean, really good education. And also be grounded in the truth of God's word. This pandemic... The best way to describe it is somebody wrote, it's a series of vague, poorly differentiated statistics, including above all, corona infections, hospitalizations, deaths, and now vaccination rates. And by throwing these numbers around, people get scared, they get worried, they envision their own mortality. Don't think there have not been times in the past year since I started this program that I've had to Wonder, is this a workable solution or is it not? Now, I don't buy into a lot of the stuff that people share because scientifically and technically, especially in areas that I know a lot more about, uh, there's a lot of incredibly bad nonsense out there. But if you don't understand some things, you know, it's easy to get, well, bamfoozled, just like saying that the, the Pfizer is an approved vaccine. It is not. In the United States, it is for a brand trade name that you can't get. So we have all these numbers out there, yet the statistical graph shows a lot of things that whatever little protection a vaccine may or may not give you is temporary at best. It starts with this high rate and drops in no time back to zero. And in some cases, even below zero. What I mean by that is that people after, I don't know, so many days since the vaccination, three, four, five months down the road, they're more likely to get it than not, than compared to the unvaccinated. Go figure that one out. A lot of people have got this fear. Now, we talked about this yesterday in the program. I share with you a story about Moderna. And uh, I want to just kind of, review just a couple of highlights from that story. Now, I'm not going to do the whole story from yesterday. I did it yesterday, but I'm going to give you just a couple of highlights from this story. It came out in 2017. This story came out in January of 2017, which means, which means that by the time we get to, you know, we're looking now, what, four four years old, going on five years of age. I mean, 2022, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, five years. We've known for five years a lot of things about this company called Moderna. Moderna was a concept, an idea, a company that raised, became worth a billion dollars really quick. I mean, literally in in no time. A billion dollar company that prior to 2020, has never successfully gotten a new product to market, period. They had all kinds of, well, they're, their leader, Stefan Bankel or Banchel, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a circus promoter. That's the best way, only word that comes to mind. We're going to have this life-changing technology. It's going to totally put the entire pharmaceutical and medical world, it's going to just be the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Just give us a little bit more time, and we're we're going to have this super secret science and technology to save the world. Bombastically, they keep promising all these drugs and therapies, and year go, by year goes by, and nothing happens. When they thought they got close, it fell apart. And what fell apart? Two thousand sixteen, an mRNA vaccine. And technology failed to work. It was their Hail Mary pass, as they call it in football, to make the company turn a profit. See, investors kept plowing billions of dollars in, hundreds of millions. They got this wonderful building in Cambridge, Massachusetts. They're doing all this research, but all their top scientists have come and gone. And all the way into 2016, 17 and 18 and even 19, there's been total skepticism of they can ever get this MRNA vehicle, which we now call a vaccine improperly, but to work. Indefinite delays, safety issues, can't get out of the animal trials. Doesn't that tell you something that there's something maybe wrong with this? There was a story also written, you know, one brash idea to save the drug industry and maybe make a few billion dollars about Moderna. And, and they have all these wonderful ideas, but they refuse to give any detail out. Very super secret. And the guy that leads the company is not, has anything to do with medicine. He's strictly a supply chain guy. And the only medical guy they have never treated a patient. All their top scientists have left over the years. In Moderna's eyes, the one in a million disease that they were going to try to cure, which was a a rare disease, and they were going to use mRNA, it just fell apart and didn't work. But somehow, somehow in 2020, it suddenly magically worked on Corona. By the way, as I recall, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I seem to remember that a guy by the name of Dr. Anthony Fauci really has a high regard for Moderna. But he said it would take a couple of years because, you know, he knew all the troubles that they were having with their other stuff. But somehow, you know, from April until October, May, June, July, August, December, October, we in six months time, we magically had the elixir of life. And this, this stuff, this mRNA is going to tell cells to create spike proteins to fight whatever it is but they can never answer to this day one question. Moderna has never to this day been able to demonstrate that they can use mRNA technology safely to treat any kind of disease. They couldn't then, they can't now. If it wasn't for emergency use authorization, they would have nothing. They would have nothing to sell. They'd be just putting together Low-budget vaccines like other companies do. It's a loss leader. They don't make anything out of it. Isn't it amazing? This mRNA was billed to the world, and you can still see it on their website. I've looked at it. It's like software for your body. You just upload the new software, and then we can do updates on the software, and we can control your body and your health, scientifically and with technology. They want to jab this stuff into children. Children that don't die of COVID. Whether they're vaccinated or not, they would spread it equally. We now know that as a fact. That's not conjecture. That's not just a guess. That is now demonstrable. That vaccinated spread the virus to others, whether they're vaccinated or not, equally. 100% equal. So if you teacher of an elementary school child, believe that that child is going to infect you with the, with the coronavirus, then quit teaching. Get a new job. Plenty of jobs out there. A lot of signs, can't find people to work. You can get a job where you don't have to deal with people or kids. Might even make more money and not be so depressed that that little child with the face mask is going to kill you. You know, if you believe the vaccine works for you, it's like asking me, hey, I'm out here in the in the cold weather and I'm freezing. So you put on a jacket. No, you put on a jacket if you're cold. Don't ask me. I can't make you warm by doing something that you should be doing for yourself if it works. Why would you want me to wear something if it's not going to change the rate of spread? Hey, those masks and those vaccines must do mightily wonderful things. Presidential spokeswoman, yeah, Jen Saki, tested positive. How could that be? They wear face diapers, and they're vaccinated, and they don't hang around with the unvaccinated unclean. <laughs> How could it happen? When I get back, I've got a couple of other stories, and you've got to hear them you got to hear these stories. It, it kind of picks up on this theme. I'm just trying look, we we can sit here and talk about all the new age stuff, New world order. yeah, all that's real. and And all this stuff is in the in the in the greater picture as I look at it. These are ways to accomplish toward that end. The vaccines are not such a, they're not really so much of a mark as they are the test run. To find out who gives and who doesn't. What is it What kind of threat is it going to take? We've got to stand up and be counted. We talked about that this past Friday. It's time to be stand up and be counted. There's an army rising up. Now today is the election day in Virginia. I'm recording this program before the polls close. So I don't know the outcome. Do I think there might be some cheating going on? Oh, you bet I do. If, if you think that the Terry McAuliffe and company are going to pass on that opportunity, you're crazy. One thing I've learned in my life, and I think many of you figured it out too, evil has no conscience. Evil just doesn't care. Evil believes firmly in the concept that the ends always justify the means, no matter what evil means they use. The ideology and the goal is all that counts. Terry McCauley, if if he loses, will lose because of something he said that hopefully parents heard and it wasn't too suppressed. When he said parents have no business learning, knowing anything about how the child is educated, they want to stay out of education. Leave it to the experts in Loudoun County that that tell your child who's a little six-year-old girl Uh, that she's born evil because she's white. Let the school board decide that transgenderism is so perfectly normal and we must accept it. It doesn't matter if some boy wearing a skirt rapes a girl in a bathroom none of your business. And if you're the father of the girl that got raped and come to a school board meeting, they will handcuff you and drag you out like the criminal and the terrorist they believe you are. See, you're not dealing with people that have a rational mind, a rational heart, any goodness about them. These people are demented and absolutely given over to satanic evil, period. There is no, there is no middle ground on this. School board members that try to cover up rapes under the name of transgenderism, tell a six-year-old you were born evil. These people themselves are reprobates, delusional, and they have damned themselves to hell. Let me say that again. I want you to hear this. These type of people that allow boys to dress as girls and rape girls in bathrooms are reprobates that have condemned their souls to hell if they don't repent. Get your children out of Satan's clutches. They don't belong there. Tomorrow I'm going to have Jim Calhoun on. He's got some really good stuff that he's putting together for the Wednesday program. If you believe in the work we're doing, would you consider helping pay for the airtime Our mailing address? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. This program is founded on God's Word. And our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. Once again, you can write us at 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 that's number 3248 in Crestview Florida zip code is 32536 this is truth to ponder with Bob
1: Bierman. Preparing for your marriage. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can, so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. Now... When you deal with couples who are going to get married as a pastor, you know, you need to encourage them to prepare, not just for the wedding, because they get so into the wedding details, the arrangements all caught up. They end up preparing all for the wedding, but not for the marriage. And that's what it's all about. The wedding is just one day, but the marriage is every day of your life. So with believers in the Lord, you know, many believers get excited about the second coming, which is good. I mean, me too. We should be, and we need to be ready and aware, and that's great, and live with this hope and the expectation. That is great, and that's the wedding, but you're not just supposed to prepare for the wedding. You're supposed to be preparing for the marriage. You know, he's going to come, glorious wedding, but then comes the marriage, eternity. The kingdom of heaven is the marriage, and that's going to be about abiding in God, worshiping, being in his presence. Are you preparing for marriage? With all the business of your life, are you preparing for eternity and your eternal marriage? That's the most important thing. How do you prepare for marriage? Well, how do two people prepare for marriage? They learn how to dwell together, to learn to abide with each other, spend time with each other, work out things that would separate them. Well, how do you prepare for marriage to God forever? Learn how to dwell with him now, spend time with him now, work out things now, learn how to abide with him now, make him your chief joy now, start practicing a heavenly life now, and a heavenly joy and a heavenly love and a heavenly worship now, praising and loving, because the wedding will come and go, but your marriage to God... Is forever. Want more? Ask for the great preparation. Now, the free gift for you, the most incredible evidence of Messiah and the awesome mystery of the temple doors plus sapphire is guaranteed to give you the power of a victorious life in God. All free. How do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1 800 Yeshua 1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1 800 Y E S H U A 1. And my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in being a blessing, bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of this world. Salvation of five continents with over a billion people. Just call now. 1 800 Yeshua 1. You can have a part in the end time harvest. That's Y E S H U A 1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box One. One 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 Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 076 Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Get ready for the marriage. Shalom and peace be to you, my friend and Messiah, Hechatan, the bridegroom of your soul.
0: This is truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I've been thinking about something and I was going to share it yesterday and I actually had my notes in front of me and I just never got around to it. Just so many things on my plate. And I want to mention it a little bit this week just to get some of your feedback for an idea that I'm thinking about. I'm deeply concerned about the direction of our nation, as many of you understand, the direction of our people of faith, sometimes acting faithless. And I recognize something that many other Christians are saying, and I've been believing this and I've mentioned it quite a bit over the past year. Do we really wanna be a part of the world? Let me ask that question carefully. Do you really wanna be a part of this world? I mean, being very worldly. Or do you want to be more in tune with the things of Christ? And and we've we've shared this concept a number of times. The guy that founded uh, the social media platform Gab, G-A-B, Alex Torba has mentioned a number of times, you know, building like a parallel economy where Christians are free to come and go. And do what they need to do and not be so tainted, not so consumed by the world. Now, this Christmas is going to be, for many families and, and Thanksgiving in the United States, a bit of a rude awakening. The shipping crisis still lingers on. There's still a supply change mismanagement issue on a global scale. A lot of it has been man-made unlike climate change. Been man-made by stupid rules and regulations in California. Oh, your truck's older than a 2012. You can't come here. You can't register your truck here. You can't do, in in other words, they have made their own crisis in California, which was their design and desire to begin with. You can't tell me that it wasn't. And so I looked at you know, young families, I mean, I've got grandkids. I actually have a great grandchild now. I'll tell you that more about her later. And I look at her precious face and I think to myself, what kind of a world are we going to be living in? If the Lord should tarry another 10, 20, or 50, or 100 years, what kind of world are we going to be getting ourselves into? Transhumanism. Transgenderism. Trans-everythingism. trans we we want to we want the cell phone and the providers and content manufacturers to run our kids lives i mean that's what why facebook has this new thing called meta it's going to be a virtual world where your little you know goggles kind of like rose-colored glasses and you'll interact with everything in virtual reality not reality this is where we're heading Now, people like myself at my age, you know, we could care less about putting these goggles on. We think it's foolishness. But when you have the systematic education of our children over the past 50 years, really over 100 years, with John Dewey's methodology of indoctrination and the gradual replacement of Judeo-Christian ethics by humanism, by globalism, And we let our children go to these indoctrination centers every day as we work our two jobs to pay our taxes and our mortgage payments and hopefully put Christmas gifts under a tree later this year. There'll be some sticker shock at Thanksgiving and Christmas and shortages. I'm telling you, you know, we are coming into this very strange world. And, and maybe we need to take St. Paul's advice. Come out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing. We're too busy with our hands dirty in the world. And I've thought about what Andrew Torba has said in terms of, you know, maybe we need to have a parallel economy. And part of me thinks I'd like to do a little something in that regard. I'm just kind of thinking about it. I, I haven't made my mind up. I never want this program, I'll say this much, I don't want this program to be, quote, advertising generated. I'd rather be beholden to you, the listeners. But I've wondered if from time to time, maybe maybe allow an announcement, I hate to use the word commercial, on the program from somebody running a home business, a Christian business, and not really even charge them for it. In other words, you know, I'm not saying you give me X number of dollars and I'll put you on the program. But to allow people to have an opportunity to maybe talk about what they're doing. And eventually even have on the website some like-minded Christian vendors that may have products and services you need. I'm just thinking out loud. No, my mind is not made up. But it might be a way because there is a growing audience in the United States and Canada and even around the world to this program. And it would not be so much to generate me a living. That's not what I'm trying to do. But any additional revenue just helps to pay for more airtime, which increases the reach, which is the whole goal of the program. So just keep that as a matter of prayer as I look forward to what can be done. saw this letter the other day, and I want to share this real quick. And this letter was sent to a Boston University leadership regarding the university's vaccine mandate, which, you know, these mandates, the Biden administration has there is no written mandate out there. They keep talking about one and people believe that there's one, but there technically is not one. But here's what this person wrote. And this was a letter written. And, and this person, say, and, and they, because they refuse to answer questions. And this is a letter written by somebody to Boston University. And it goes, hello, I have reviewed Boston University's responses and I have the following questions and concerns regarding the Boston University vaccine mandate. Now, listen carefully. Please send me a copy of the Boston University written policy summarizing the vaccine mandate, exemptions, and related information. Without a written document explaining all of the details of this policy, it is unreasonable to expect the university employees can fully understand and even comply. Number two, I have researched criminality. We mentioned that at the beginning of yesterday's program and today. And it does not appear to be available in the United States at this time. Instead, all we have is the emergency use authorization for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine that has been extended. The FDA states that these products are legally distinct, meaning that the products available in the U.S. is still offered under the emergency use authorization, which would be unnecessary if the product was Cerminity. Now, here's the key, and you know this if you've listened to the program. Once you get that vaccine and something goes wrong, you can sue the company. As long as you're taking the emergency use authorization crap, sorry, I'm just going to say, call it what it is, concoction. As long as you're, you know, taking it, the nobody has liability. And they remind, this guy reminds Boston University that, you understand, individuals cannot be mandated to take a product under an emergency use authorization. Period. If vaccines bearing the, corininity or corinanity label, on the vial are available at Boston University or elsewhere in Massachusetts, can you direct me to those locations? The Massachusetts or Mass Vax Finder website does not have an, o- an op, you know, any kind of an offer or option for that. You know to find it. Number three, I've been unable to find a complete list of ingredients for any of these vaccines. There are statements such as ingredients include, but these do not represent a complete disclosure as required. This is also concerning given recent reports of unknown contaminants and other substances that are being found in these vaccines. Since the university is offering these vaccines at its clinics, can you now provide me with a complete list of the ingredients that you're offering. Number four, explain why you believe the FTC Truth and Advertising Guidelines do not apply to Boston University. The university has mandated its employees to take these products and expressly stated they are safe and effective despite hundreds of thousands of adverse reports in the United States and deaths. There's also a total lack of any short-term or long-term safety data Since the control group was vaccinated immediately, it will take years for any long-term study to ever be conducted. What's being conducted right now with you and me? Well, not me, but maybe somebody you know. The university has negotiated with group health plans and third parties that provide insurance and services. I would have expected the university to determine the insurance coverage implications of adverse events before mandating these vaccines. If you are unable to respond to my insurance questions directly, can you send me copies of the Boston University Health Workers' Compensation Life and Short-Term and Long-Term Disability Insurance Policies? Number six, you cite a 90 percent effectiveness rate for the vaccines, but note that the studies cited on the CDC website only provide data through March of 2021. More recent studies show the vaccine efficacy wanes significantly down below 20 percent in a short amount of time. Since the you know efficacy de- de- declines and vaccinated people can still be infected and spread, why force everybody at Boston U to be vaccinated? Given this information, will the university be now requiring booster shots? If so, is there any limit to how many? How many per year? Will this go on forever? Number seven, other studies have noted that immunity due to the prior infection is long-lasting and provides superior protection than any of the so-called vaccines. Now, let's listen carefully. We know, will the university offer exemptions to those who have immunity due to a previous infection? Given that Boston U's position is that an unvaccinated employee are a direct threat to the health and safety of themselves and others. How can certifying a religious or medical exemption adequately mitigate the threat? And what is the threat? I'm asking that question. What is the threat? Can you prove it? You can't. Does the university's plan require those with exemptions to work remotely? Are there certain circumstances which BU will revoke the exemptions? And finally, you indicate you indicate that an employee who does not comply with BU's Boston University's vaccine will be deemed to have voluntarily resigned. <laughs> this is inconsistent and unreasonable, and appears to be an attempt to further for, to prevent former employees. From accessing unemployment insurance. I have not and I will not be voluntary resigning from my position, regardless of the university's mandates, which I consider myself. This, I'm saying this now. Just illegitimate you know, requirements. This is the syphilis brain. That's all I can the word that comes to mind. This is the syphilis brain. This is the reprobate mind at work. You must be vaccinated. We know that vaccinated people spread the virus equally as unvaccinated people, but you must have it anyway. And we know that it may not do anything, any good for you after a while, but you must take it anyway. And we don't know what the long-term effects going to be in two or three years, but you must take it anyway. We want your children age five to take it. We don't know if it'll kill them by the age of 10, but you must take it anyway. I'll tell you, we're living in a scary time. You know, terminated employees generally are eligible for unemployment insurance, according to this guy's letter. Furthermore, while the university has placed employees who have not complied with this new policy on a month of unpaid leave, employees who are suspected of committing fraud or policy violations are placed on paid leave. In other words, the college has got a double standard. Is the university's position truly that employees who have not complied to this poorly defined vaccine mandate are worse than criminals and should never be permitted to keep their jobs or receive unemployment insurance? This individual writes, having spent the last four weeks on unpaid administrative leave, I have followed Boston University's advice and I've taken the opportunity to investigate the COVID-19 vaccines in great detail. The information I have found is deeply concerning. And I hope that you will take time to consider the following. And then he goes on and on about the deaths and the Veer's reporting and how bad it is. As I write this, over 11,000 doctors and scientists worldwide have signed a physician's declaration rejecting the one-size-fits-all treatment to COVID-19. And stated that these these inept policies have caused needless illness and death. And then the letter goes on. For the 18 months before the mandate came into effect, I and my team worked remotely. We adjusted to the demands placed on us and fulfilled our responsibilities. When I joined Boston University, I was proud to work for an organization that embraced diversity and respect for individual differences in life experience. Apparently, that doesn't mean anything anymore. You see where all this is headed. I think you can. It's not a good place. It is not a good place. I've got a friend that I'm going to try to get on before the end of this week who has a story to share about how somebody lost their life because of the CDC protocols that should have lived and how somebody that was properly treated, even though the CDC hates how that treatment works, is now alive and well. It's getting to be a very testy time right now. Now, last Friday, I shared a song, and some people never had a chance to hear it. And I want you to hear it. It goes back a number of years, but it's more true today than it was then. Steve Oss, We Must Take America Back. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down
1: We must take America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long Who lead us Not stick us And bleeders? Then ransom Our future And our children's That's wrong We must even Let back As liberty weeps our Right And stand up to what's wrong We must take America back Now and forever With God in His rightful place
0: Then He will bless and protect the U.S. We must take America back We must take America America back. Remember when I heard that song years ago, I could see our nation already on a on a negative path. But I never thought we would get to the point we are today in my lifetime. But we've come to that point and are heading beyond that point. We live in a truly dangerous age. Our children are now in peril because of vaccine mandates, evil individuals, and a very sick and deranged and satanic public education system when school boards and teachers and administrators think that your children are their property to mold and change and do with as they please we've got a very serious problem and when they think that they have the right to inject experimental therapies that may kill them destroy their immune system or worse even maybe kill some when they think they have that right And they are nothing more than Moloch worshippers that only look at this life for themselves. There is no life and health in them. The public school system is now an anathema to God's word in most places. Increasingly so, day by day. When school boards in many cities defend transgenderism, boys and girls bathrooms and try to cover up a rape and then accuse the father of the rape girl of being the terrorist how dare you bring this information to our attention because we control your child and we don't want to hear what you have to say and of course they'll never resign america's in peril now how the election in virginia works out we're recording this program before the polls are closed so i don't know I just pray to almighty God that there is no cheating. As I mentioned before, I have a friend that I want to bring on. We're going to try to get some time today or tomorrow to record. And I want him to share some information and and some true stories with you about how COVID can be treated and how the CDC protocol is a killer in a negative way kind of protocol. People are dying because the CDC does not want treatment. They want people to die. The powers that be want this stuff injected in your arm. Notice they waited till Trump was out of office so they could start touting the vaccine as ours, not his. There's something evil going on. No doubt in my mind. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider supporting us financially? Our mailing address, by the way, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. This This radio show is founded on God's word. And mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248, in Crestview, Florida, 32536. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida,